Have you ever wondered, what do these people know that I don't know? How do I do it? How do I find my purpose, my passions? What if you could sit down with some of the wisest experts, everyday leaders, and inspirational people who could answer your deepest questions? That is what we do here on the Inspirational Living Podcast. We invite you to join us as we hold conversations, share wisdom, tips, and tools to inspire you, ignite your passions and vision for your life, to awaken your sense of purpose and hope, and leave you inspired to design your best life. Join me, your host, psychologist Dr. Sean Horn, as we take you on an inspirational, motivational, and educational journey so you can inspire by living an inspired life. Today, what we're talking about is so important to understand. So listen close because this information can change our lives when we finally really understand the impact of micro shames on our life. So we're going to talk about micro shames today. I often wish that people could hear what I get to hear every day from my work because when you do, you really are able to have so much grace and compassion for being human, for this human journey. You start to to become aware that you're really not much different than other people. You're struggling as much as they're struggling, but more than anything, you really have a good viewpoint on what is normal. And so often what we think is abnormal is normal. The struggles we have, the difficulties we have behind closed doors can be something so common in every household, but nobody knows about it because they're not talking and they're not seeing what's going on behind other closed doors and other households like I am am privileged to see and hear in my clinical work. So right now I'm having this experience that really stands out and that is that I will literally have a day at work where I will hear session after session the same story (laughs) or the same problem, the same difficulty that people are having. And it just makes me so aware that, gosh, this is really a problem going on with so many people right now. And so I'll say, this is normal. This is going on. They look at me shocked, surprised. How is it possible that other people are having the same struggle? So let me give you an example. Right now, I'm hearing so much from so many parents about their feelings of inadequacy as they are parenting their kids and specifically trying to teach them and homeschool them while they're at home during this time. So they're at home, they're trying to get their kids to understand their homework, and they're just really struggling. The kids are frustrated, they're having meltdowns, the parents are having meltdowns, they're frustrated with the school, and then that translates into marital problems, where the spouses start to argue and have conflict over what they should do with the kids. They're starting to get burned out in their home, they're frustrated with each other, everybody's on top of one another. We have so many stresses going on that it's affecting people's work, it's affecting their homes, their health, and so forth. But what they don't realize or know is that they're not alone. They're not alone in this struggle. And so how is it that we don't know what is happening, that we are not talking to one another? And this, I would suggest, is due to micro shames. As I talk about shame, many people may not identify with what is the stereotype or the stigmatized view of shame as being something that comes from a really traumatic developmental experience or a very traumatic behavior or problematic behavior that is dangerous. 
However, shame happens on a micro level every day to all of us. And it occurs when we feel like our kids are not good enough. Like we're not a good enough parent. Our children are problems that they're not fitting into society how we want them to. They're not fitting into the school how we want them to. That our marriage isn't how we imagine other people's marriages. Our lifestyle, our home life, our material possessions, all of these things are not how we imagine it should be. So when we look at our lives and we go, gosh, why can't my marriage be like that? Why can't my kids be like that? Why am I such a horrible parent? I'm screwing my kids up. I'm such a loser. I'm just really messing up. All those moments that we get really critical of ourselves. These are micro shames. The times where we're told, oh my gosh, you're not going to wear that, are you? Or honey, I think you're putting on some weight there. Or when you watch a TV show and you see people being really critical of one another, intolerant of one another. These are times we're observing shame or experiencing it. Growing up, I always heard people say to me, you are so weird. They would always use that word. And even my daughter would start using that when she would talk to me. It just was something people said when you behaved in a way that was outside the norm or when you weren't conforming to some sort of standard. And some of us are just real individuals. We are brave. We're courageous. We're willing to be a drummer to our own beat, so to speak. And I was that kid. And so my daughter would tell me, mom, you're so extra. That's when I first learned what that was. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of like being extra and I kind of like being weird because that's just who I am. I'm authentic. I'm true and true. Sean is what you get and I don't hide it. Well, actually, I can't hide it even if I try to. So I've never been really much of a conformist and I've been consistently told throughout my life that I should be, and that if I'm not, something is wrong with me. So these are the moments where you're told, don't let people see you sweat. I remember having a mentor in grad school saying that to me, and I never really understood. What does that mean? Where do you let people see you sweat? Do you hide it all the time? Or do you share it with certain people or with all people? This can be so confusing to so many of us. Think about those moments where you're at a restaurant with a family member and they say, oh, you shouldn't eat that, or you don't need to be eating that, or do you really want to eat that? <laughs> and these are the moments that we're given this subtle message that you are overweight and you need to watch your diet because it's unacceptable for you to gain more weight. This is a micro shame because what happens to us when we hear that is we go home and we start to internalize it. We start to obsess about it, thinking, oh, no, I am getting too overweight. And then perhaps that would affect how you show up, whether you go to an event or whether you attempt something new. You feel like I can't do it until I lose weight and then I'll try. So it oppresses us. It holds us back with your children. If you're mad because you're going, why aren't they doing what they should be doing? Just like all the other kids. Why can't they be successful like the other kids? That will fuel our anger episodes with our children. And will also fuel our moments where we verbally shame our own kids. And then we feel shame that we shamed our kids. So it becomes this vicious cycle where we go round and round in the shame spiral. What happens with shame is that we have unrealistic expectations for ourselves and others. It distorts our view of the world, our view of ourselves, and the way we show up 
the way we approach people, what we attempt or don't attempt, how we react or don't react, and it even affects our mood in such a significant way that can be really sticky with us. It's also characterized by not looking at the big picture. So we don't think about all the other contributing variables that are playing a role into other people's success or in whatever area you're looking at. So we don't think about those things and we hold unfair comparisons. So we say in therapy often, guard against comparing your insides to other people's outsides. We just aren't going to have the full picture and we just have to know that. So how do we heal from these moments where our shame is triggered? First, We must understand that humans are flawed and we share in the human experience. Everyone struggles and we are not an exception. So our struggle is not a standout struggle. There are other people going through the same thing. If we all started to be more outspoken about our struggles, our weaknesses, our vulnerabilities, it will demystify the human experience so that we can go, wow, you too, you you really have that struggle too? So that really is a motivation to a lot of us that are being outspoken about shame. It was kind of scary to come forward at first and, and expose those vulnerable feelings and stories and experiences, but we did it because we knew it would free us other people's shame stories and it would free them up from the bondage of shame to know that they aren't alone they aren't the only one so often we hear people go no one has had a story like mine or no one has had as much shame as me and then you hear the story and you think okay that was one in a thousand (laughs) that I've heard you know I mean I'm not meaning to make light of it or to minimize it but it really is striking that people just don't have any idea how common their struggle is. It really is common. It's more common to struggle than it is to not struggle. And that is just a fact. The next principle that's important to know is that how people treat you is more to do about them than it is to do about you. The person that's policing your food, that's their own inner struggle. The messages they received about how bodies should be, how we should eat or not eat, how we should look or not look. And there is as many opinions about that as there are people in this world. So where one person thinks you need to be a size eight, another person thinks it's fabulous if you're a size 20 and other people who don't even care. (laughs) So really, we have to understand that this is value, this shame shield, so to speak, that this person is holding on to is coming from their programming by some social standard, community standard, and some sort of social trauma that they either experienced or witnessed that told them that this thing in our lives is unacceptable and needs to change. Shame is social trauma. We must remember that. So when people have had the message that it is threatening to your ability to be accepted by others, This thing that they're reacting to, whether you dress right, you look right, you have the right car, the right house, the right job, the right education, the right behavior, the right conforming ways, that comes from the programming that they receive. And it is defined by different cultures, is defined by different communities, different religious groups. There is such great variety in it. So when someone tells you that this is a value that they have that you need to conform to, that is coming from their conforming history. 
so to speak. So we must understand that how people treat us is about them. It's their triggers. It's their reactions that they're projecting onto us. The next thing is to really embrace the concept of non-judgment. I talked about this in in an earlier episode where I go into detail about what that is, but it is where you you describe what is problematic and harmful, but you're not judging it. So you can describe the hurtful, the harmful, the destructive. You can describe what's not working, what is working, what's effective or not effective, what your preference is or your preference is not, but we're not putting a value to it that the value is saying you're less than or you're greater than because of this thing. Looking at things that way doesn't even make sense. It's not effective. It's saying that I'm a better person than you or you're a better person than me because your body is this versus my body or because my car is that versus your car. Is this the measure of a person? Is these external standards I think we would all agree that it is not the measure of a human being. What is a measure of a person is what's in their heart. It is their character, their ethics, their values, the the way they approach this world, so to speak. If we would even say it's a measure of a person. I mean, that's technical and that's complicated. And that would take a whole other episode to go into. But basically, we want to acknowledge if we have a conviction about something that's saying, ooh, this isn't good for me or it's not in my best interest or it's something I need to correct or something I need to work towards. Whatever it is that you would like to create in your life or improve on your life, then we do so. But if it's just an inner critic that is shaming and blaming you for things that are not in your control, things that are not you're not responsible for, that haven't been assigned to you to fix, we have to surrender those messages. Turn your mind, turn it over into the universe, bring your attention back into the here and now and use mindfulness skills to help you do that. If you would like to learn more about these skills specifically, then please come over to my website and sign up on my email list. And when these courses come out and are launched, you will get information about when they're out. So you can learn mindfulness skills, not judgment skills in greater detail that goes beyond what I can teach right here on this podcast. So to wrap this up, I wanted to bring to our attention that we all experience micro shames in things that are said to us or ways that we, our own inner dialogue, our own perception of what we are experiencing in this world. And these are messages that say, I'm not doing it right. I'm not good enough. I'm blowing it. I'm unacceptable. Something is flawed about my life. And we feel ashamed about it. We feel like we need to hide it. We need to do appearance management. We need to lock it down. Don't talk about it. Don't let other people know we're struggling. But really, everyone is struggling right now, especially so much. They're struggling in their marriages. They're struggling with their kids. They're struggling with their health. They're struggling with their moods to feel optimistic and hopeful about the future. There's so many things going on right now. And this is common. It's more common to struggle than to not struggle. So we want to extend grace to ourselves. We want to extend this understanding to ourselves so we can be compassionate and support ourselves through this. Because what we resist persists. It's just a a general law. And if we are beating ourselves up with this inner criticism, we're just going to get a lot more of that. But if you really want to improve your mood and your health and your life, then we need to move towards 
that which you want to create. And that includes positive thoughts, positive words, and so forth to really channel our energy towards what we want to create versus focusing on what we want to get rid of. Whatever you want to get rid of, you're going to get more of as as long as that's your focus. That's just a general principle. So instead, focus on what you want to create and attain. And yes, there are difficulties in doing that because we need skills in order to do that. And we need to remove some of the psychological barriers we have that are getting in the way of us doing that. Hopefully by listening to my podcast and doing your own healing journey, as well as uh, the online course and so forth, it will equip you with some tools to help you along your healing journey. So take a deep breath and know that you are okay. You are. You are standing next to me and I'm standing next to you and we are going through this together. And boy, it is hard sometimes, but we're going to get through it. This too shall pass. We've been through hard things and got through them before. And so we can get through this also. But this time we're going to do it with self-compassion, self-love, self-grace, and with a focus towards becoming the person that we desire to become. Not the person that other people tell you you should become. That's conforming. But the person that you were designed to become, designed to be made, or how you were made, so to speak. So when I say design, I'm talking about your gifts that were given to you, your natural talents, your strengths that are all unique to you, that when you step into it, you are in the better version of you. That is what we are striving for. And that is what we are creating. So this week, see if you can catch those micro shames. And when they pop up, just correct it and say, I'm not doing that anymore. That doesn't belong to me. It's not mine. I am perfectly made and I am good enough. I'm striving to be better and to grow. And at the same time, I radically accept myself just the way I am. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this discussion was inspiring and uplifting to your journey. Please remember this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to substitute a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Also, make sure you rate this show, share with those you know, and send us a shout out. Please message me with any topics you would like me to address or questions you have on social media at Dr. Sean Horn or on my website. Thank you again and may you find joy in the journey and be richly blessed.